0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz
1: every weekday at Fox, and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Janice Dean. I'm David Asman. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown.
0: Friday, March 4th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Ukrainians are fighting with bullets and with words, and they're demanding to be heard and cited with.
1: He's a strong man, right? You need to stand up to a strong man. Weakness and appeasement is just not going to work for a guy like Putin. And again, this is so clear to anyone I speak to in Ukraine, from kids to, to, to adults.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Just a few weeks ago, Ukraine had a rather normal relationship with the rest of the world. Business got done. People took vacations. Cultures exchanged. Students got an education. In some ways, this all combined, and American businesses helped Ukrainian students make contacts in the West and learn to speak English. All from the comfort of home, using the marvels of technology.
1: I founded a nonprofit called Engine two years ago. And the idea is to connect Ukrainian youth to their English-speaking peers for free online language practice and cross-cultural exchange.
0: Katerina Manoff is one of those cultural entrepreneurs. She's been matching Ukrainian students with Americans via video chats, but her work has changed in recent weeks. Things are much different with Katerina's business. It's led to her and her students in Ukraine desperately trying to stay in contact with one another, all while hoping to make Ukraine's case for help to the West.
1: Uh, so we worked with about 6,000 Ukrainian students and we matched them up one-on-one with a volunteer uh, here in the U.S. or another English-speaking country. And they meet on Zoom for an hour every week and they chat and, you know, their English gets better. They get to meet someone in another part of the world. So it's it was really a great program. Uh, it was growing a lot. And of course, on the 24th, very suddenly everything had to stop.
0: Tell me about how... How that stoppage came. I mean, you, you, obviously we knew tensions were building, but there was a definitive time where your business sort of ceased doing what it's been doing, and you decided to do something else. So, tell me about that decision-making process for yourself. How, how did that come about? How what were the discussions mm-hmm. you had either with with people or or in you know with yourself? Uh, you know, tell, yeah. tell me how that went.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, we've been hearing about the rising tensions with Russia for a couple months, and the team was very committed to carrying on for as long as we could as normally as we could Uh, we had several discussions about it and we came to the conclusion that our work is directly fighting Putin right he's trying to isolate Ukraine from the west and we are connecting Ukraine to the west and we felt it was our duty to keep it going unfortunately when the war broke out and I I I Remember all night, or it was night, our time, I was getting panicked calls and messages from my team, which is based mainly in Ukraine. And people couldn't keep working, right? They had to focus on their safety. Um, For some of them, it means hiding in bomb shelters. For others, it means moving to a different town in Ukraine. Um, Once people were safe, they wanted to concentrate on the war effort and helping however they could. So it was just not possible for the team to keep working. And at the same time, most of our students were also moving, were in and out of bomb shelters and really weren't in a place to keep practicing English. It was no longer a priority. Survival became the priority. So we did pretty suddenly have to announce that we were pausing operations, but all of our students and volunteers know. And now it's a waiting game. I'm hopeful that we can restart sometime soon, but every day it seems more and more unlikely.
0: So in the interim, you've taken this task upon yourself to uh, be this conduit of, of your, your clients, your students, uh, and, and Western media, Western contacts, uh, to help them tell what they know and what their stories are as of, as of now, uh, what gave you that idea specifically and what, what, sort of jump started that and and what exactly are your plans going forward how long will you continue to do this
1: I think my immediate thought when the war started and we had to stop our normal operations was how can I support my students and we have chats where many of our students are participating, usually, you know, just talking about daily lives, practicing English. And obviously, you know, right now it's all about the war. So we're connected to our students in those chats. And I was uh, participating in the conversations, listening to them and and really trying to understand what did they want, right? What were they thinking? How, How could I from here be most helpful? And the very clear message was that they wanted America to know what was going on. They felt frustrated that they were seeing their cities get destroyed around them, seeing kids dying and Americans didn't seem to care. And there was this very strong desire to tell their stories. So I thought this is the way that I could be most useful right now to my students, right? I can't personally stop the war i can't convince you know i can't convince any government to do that but the least i can do is to give them this opportunity that they're asking for to tell their stories and maybe contribute in a small way to to ending this war
0: One of Katerina's students is Mariana. We're not revealing her last name. We'll say only that she's in Western Ukraine. As much as people are speaking up and internationally about their homeland being under invasion, many Ukrainians are still trying to preserve identifying details out of fear for their safety or for that of family. Mariana's story is frightful, but it is sadly no longer unique. She tells us about her life these past weeks, what she's been doing along with her family, and how she would rather stay and not flee.
2: So, um, I'm 18 years old, and I'm a student. I'm studying international relations, and, you know, like, we study all about politics, international law and organizations, etc. But I couldn't have imagined that Putin would decide to attack the whole of my country. Um, we had, have had a hybrid war since... Uh, 2014 when Russian aggression began and then Russia occupied our Crimea, Donetsk, Lugansk. They already have killed a lot of our innocent people and soldiers. But I hope uh, to the last that everything will be fine and we can live in peace. But Putin doesn't give up and tries to destroy my country in general. I hate that man so much, you know. I live in Western ukraine and uh, I live in the region where we currently have only a lot of air alarms. Send uh, got only air alarms. But it's uh, stressful even to hear them. My younger sister is horribly afraid of the air alarms. She's 12 right now and she perfectly understands uh, what's going on. I always try to calm her when I hear uh, sirens, but it's hard because we understand that it's a real war, where our innocent people are suffering and dying. And today, um, it's really hard. My grandmother is a child of World War II, and she's uh, 77 right now. And she's also scared so much. And today, uh, she asked me, uh, what's the day today? And you know, like, I forget.
0: You've been listening to Katerina from the United States and Mariana from Ukraine. They're both caught in a war on different sides of an ocean, and they don't want you to forget it. We'll have more with them on the Fox News rundown War on Ukraine next. Mariana never thought hearing simple messages from family would be such a rare or difficult event. It's been like that ever since the first Russian strike.
2: I woke up at 6 a.m. when uh, Russia started to attack all our regions and destroy our military bases. Uh, My uncle from Mykolaiv, uh, it's uh, eastern uh, Ukraine, called us and said that uh, they heard uh, gunfire and explosions. They couldn't run to us from there, and they were scared, especially their small children. Uh, My uncle uh, has two children. Like uh, two years and uh, five years. And um, then after this, my friend from uh, Chernihiv, it's also uh, Eastern U- uh, Ukraine, wrote me and said the same. There are explosions and fire. I couldn't believe that they are in big danger. But after that, my mom called uh, to my dad, who was, work- uh, who was at work in other cities. It's uh, located two hours from uh, my town. And my dad said that there are strong explosions on an um, airfield. Uh, my dad worked extremely near to the airfield. And uh, I thank God that my dad is alive right now. Um, uh, my best friend, uh, as I said earlier, she lives in Chernigov region. And uh, right now, Russian uh, soldiers hit the oil depot. And it's bombing, and uh, I just I I can't uh, I can't believe that it's happening here. Sorry for my emotions, but that's true. And uh, um, last Thursday, the war started. And uh, when in other countries people celebrate that spring comes and live a normal life, starting walking, uh, we live in anxiety and stress. I want to live normal life again. Uh, We all want to be together and I'm sure we will because um, Ukraine is my country and Ukraine is my home. Um, It's my home and I want to live here. I don't want to be a part of Russia because I'm not Russian, I'm Ukrainian. And uh, especially right now, um, I just want to say that uh, we need partners to help Ukraine. And I'm so proud that I'm Ukrainian.
0: And now life is different daily for Mariana, for her friends, family, neighbors, and they do not wish to leave.
2: Uh, we watch and read all the news. And uh, then my family cries. Two days ago, uh, I watched a video where a 6 years old girl was injured and then she died. Um, I cried. Um I cried so much because, um, just to be honest, um, during this war I don't cry a lot because I want to stay strong for my family and especially for my sister because I, I, I understand that, that I'm um, I'm her sister and she is younger and she uh, needs my help. Uh, So we pray that this this war will be ended as soon as possible because we want to live in peace with Ukraine. It's my land and my country.
0: Her country, something for which Mariana feels is worth fighting. Back in the United States, Katarina says the same. And while she wants more action from NATO and the U.S., she also warns that a lack of response could be just... As bad,
1: there's no going back. It started. It, it involves the U.S. now. It involves Europe now. Putin is already threatening just because we've provided weapons. He's saying that there's going to be a retaliation to every country that's provided weapons. So it's not like he's, you know, letting the U.S. get off scot-free now because we haven't closed the airspace. And and the more he is allowed to keep doing whatever he wants, the bolder he becomes and, and the more he'll fight. He's a strong man, right? You need to stand up to a strong man. Weakness and appeasement is just not going to work for a guy like Putin. And again, this is so clear to anyone I speak to in Ukraine, from kids to, to, to adults, and it seems to be very unclear to most Americans. So right now, my big question is like, how do we help Americans see what's going on. And one small way I'm doing this is is giving my students a voice to tell their stories.
0: Katerina and Mariana, thank you both for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up to the minute news, go to foxnews.com.